And hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Guess what, folks? All of you out there have made it. It's Friday night, which means Monday is further away or Wednesday's further away. I guess technically Friday's further away now because we're on Friday. It's unfortunate. I know. I do apologize for my poor understanding of work hours as it feels like I just work all the time now that, you know, um, I'm doing all this fun stuff with not only um, old friends and new friends as well. Um, you'll notice that, well, for some of you, you may not notice at all, we have some changes afoot. Um, there's some moniker changes, name changes, people changes. However, the campaign is going to remain intact. Uh, we are adding a new player, which we will introduce shortly. Um, we will take the time to kind of do some house cleaning activities and get some of the new folks caught up. Um, basically, I have been forced to start over from scratch. All the work I had done last year has been deleted and taken away, and I am slowly rebuilding it. So I know tonight is episode nine. Uh, the title is New Beginnings. Uh, I kind of picked that one for a little bit of, you know, uh, for a little bit of uh, refreshing kind of interplay with all of our players here tonight. Um, so we will be doing some new intros. We'll be, you know, introducing you to our characters and getting you cut up. On our YouTubes, Zero Session is currently published, so you can start there. Um, otherwise, all of our episodes are available on Anchor, Spotify, and if you go somewhere down below in the About section down there somewhere, um, you'll find our LinkedIn or our other socials that are, sorry, LinkedIn, Linktree, 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 I surrender, Shannon, I surrender. Yeah, so all of our socials have the links to everything. We're in a rebuild mode. Um, I would say um, our biggest support that we try to manage with what we have so far is with our Discord community. We are almost 200 members on our Discord community. Um, so I'm starting to introduce some more fun things because I have a little bit more freedom in my life to be more creative. Um, we just introduced a channel called Bring Your Dice, where Monday through Friday, you roll a D1000 for a chance to win a set of dice every week. Um, great way for the community to talk to each other. And well, let's face it, we're all pimping dice one way or the other because dice are addictive. It's a crack and we accept the responsibility for that. Um, but I, also down in our about section, you'll see a piece about our schedule. Um, we have shows Monday, Tuesday, every other Thursday um, and Friday nights. Now, this Sunday... At 6 o'clock West Coast time, we are bringing you Zero Session for a new campaign that we are spinning up. Um, we will be exploring Wildmont. We'll be exploring the Menagerie Coast. And we'll be doing it 40 years before Vox and Mighty Nine. Uh, we will be a pirate-centric campaign. And we will be we'll be exploring the origin of the revelry. The Rebellion and Overtaking of Darktoe from the Clovis Conclave, and just meet an interesting group of characters responsible for this transition to the Menagerie Coast. 
We'll be introducing a new um, uh, marquee, a new family member marquee, new personalities, new everything. The really fun part, folks, if you want to learn how to build class subclasses from scratch, in other words, build whatever you want and make it work for your game, I've given my five, we're five players, right? Yeah, I've given our five players um, uh, the ability to essentially build whatever character they want as long as it has some kind of pirate-themed nature. Um, now, for a lot of storytellers, that may sound very overwhelming, but some of those folks we played together or have been in my games already, so the expectation is kind of there. But we do want to bring you a zero session for that because I really want to share with you how creative you can let your players be and not be um, not feel intimidated or... Um, overly consumed with the details of the process. Remember, it's still a group of people, either strangers, friends, or family, simply getting together and playing a game. And all we're doing at RPG Academy is we're sharing that with you. That's all we're doing. Whether we share with you or not, this is exactly how we play all of our games. Now, I have gotten feedback that some people would like to see me move away from Discord presentation and go to a different method. But our Discord community, if you join it, we will help you put together a game. We will even help you after a certain period of time put together your own Twitch show if you decide to, to run on the RPG Academy platform. That way you do not have to start up your own Discord. You do not have to worry about getting your Twitch account up and running and getting to that affiliate status. And you gain the advantage of a large community designed to very much help you learn, teach, and run your game. For some people online, maybe the only way left to do this. There's just not a big enough community nearby to share a live game. So um, I feel by sharing this process with everybody and sharing, well, this homebrew, Dark Sun-inspired world, um, that the thematic understanding of the game and how well the mechanics allow the freedom of your players to be safe, to be expressive, to be able to practice the art of role-playing in an environment that they feel encouraged to be in, um, I think is important. It's an important way of us to share each other's emotions, feelings, and just sit around and have a really fun game. Um, so that's enough about us. Um, all the information you need about our socials are down below. Um, any support you can give us would be great. We do have a promo going right now. Um, if we reach 100 followers, um, we will be giving away a, I believe it is a spell tracking system. Um, it's, uh, it's a custom craft item. I'm terribly sorry. I forgot to save the post that Hope sent me. Um, hopefully when Hope jumps in the chat eventually, hopefully she can share it with everybody. Otherwise, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, we will post the item. Um, and we just had a winner for our 50-follower event who won a set of dice called Shipwrecked, a set of metal dice uh, from Viridian Gaming and Accessories, and we sent those out today. Um, so we're trying. We're trying to do our best. Um, but, you know, give us a follow. Um, you know, if you can afford it, send some bits and tips our way. We could sure appreciate it. Or visit our um, Patreon. That would be helpful as well. Um, with that, though, let's see. Shannon, tell us about what you got going on these days. Oh, goodness. Hi. Hello. Um, <laughs> 
So what do I have going on these days? Um, a little podcast called Umbligo del Diablo. Um, it is a Mage to the Ascension 5th edition uh, podcast. A lot of people have asked me what World of Darkness even is, because if you say Mage, a handful of people will know what you're talking about. But if you say Vampire the Masquerade, a slightly larger handful of people will know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, you are Mage absolutely is a correct. World of Darkness. Yeah, Mage of the World of Darkness system, and we uh, kind of combined some Vampire the Masquerade rules with some Mage rules to kind of also homebrew it. Um, and we have a sanity system that I have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> You'll see why later if you listen. Uh, that podcast can be found basically anywhere you can find podcasts, and we actually just flew past 2,000 total listens. Congrats. That's awesome. I, re- I know. And I really need to put out another episode, but I just worked 63 hours this week. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, I haven't edited. <laughs> Dan, do you have anything to uh, plug out there? You got anything going on other than that cool jacket? Uh, you know, in addition to this sweet, uh, sweet jacket <clears throat> bathrobe, um, <laughs> I am also involved in a, another Twitch stream. It is called the Uncanny Pros. We're running a couple of different campaigns out of that. There are very charismatic people named Shannon who often associate with it. <laughs> um, yeah, we're running two different games, one of which I am running, Twilight's Dawn. Um, and the other is Gooey Cubes, uh, The Darkest Dream. Nice. Um, it's a nice little third-party publisher that I would definitely recommend people check out. Uh, we even do some other um, slightly more off-the-wall content. We've done game streams. We've done, uh, um, <clears throat> we've done cosplay stuff. And it would be awesome if anybody here would consider checking it out. Uncanny Pros on Twitch. That is um, at the end, like letters. I was going to say, pop it in chat when you get a chance there, Dan. So people know it. And um, Shannon, when you get a chance, make sure you pop in chat um, the link to anchor. If you could for me, please. And I know Alyssa, you're on a bit of a trip today, right? Where have we gone and what are we doing this weekend? Oh, yes. Um, for all of you returning viewers, I am not in my apartment. I'm in an Airbnb <laughs> in Portland. So if my sound quality is terrible, it's because it's going through my laptop and I apologize. Tonight, she is our Ashley Johnson. <laughs> yes. Not and quite, uh, awesome. But- <laughs> oh, I disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, with that, we do have a new player. Um, my buddy, Ivar. Um, He will be joining this campaign tonight. He will be introduced. Um, But before we get started and before we do the recap, the recap is going to be a little bit longer tonight to kind of give everybody an understanding of the world, the game that we're playing, and give uh, Ivar an opportunity to feel a little caught up on the overall backstory of the world because I have not been able to get episodes one through eight published up on YouTube yet. So he didn't really have anything to watch to kind of get himself caught up. Um, yeah, I know. But with the new uh, PC that I've got, um, you know, having a 12-core PC should make editing go by a lot quicker. Um, so I'll be able to stay on top of my work and get things uh, uh, back to normal. So let's start with Shannon. Um, tell us about Gray or Grayson. Sure thing. Um, yes, I'm going to be playing uh, Grayson Gallo Hall a a Ko, 
Wow. Uh, sweet. <laughs> I should do that at some point. Uh, Grayson Gallo Hall, a.k.a. Gray. It even rhymes. It anyway, does. Um, a death cleric. A drow death cleric. Um, they are a short little individual, about five four-ish, <laughs> compared to their uh, compatriots. Um, they use they-them pronouns. Um, they were introduced to this particular adventure via um, a ceremony in which they were sacrificed. Um, so they may have experienced death once. They have a penchant for naming every living creature, uh, except for enemies. <laughs> enemies don't deserve names. But names are important, and we shall remember that. Uh, R.I.P. Thomas. Um, <laughs> A.K.A. my skeleton that I had that one time. I made a skeleton. He got thrown into the garbage. It was a whole ordeal. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We are currently riding on a dinosaur that Gray has named Progenitus, and that is after a giant creature in Magic the Gathering, because that's it's... who I am as a person at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Alyssa, let's hear from you. Let's talk about Dara. All right. Uh, so Dara is a large character. Um, she is a half-orc. I'm playing, uh, she's a blood hunter. Um, kind of playing her a little more on the barbarian side right now. As we were discussing earlier, she tends to kind of mix it up and get tanky. Uh, we have found out at this point that she was a former slave. A lot of her passions and anger driving her right now is on on that past experience and will hopefully come into play for a little bit of a story arc later. So stay tuned for that. Um, she is not sure successfully or not is going there. She's, she's kind of feeling out, having a little thing for Gray right now. So we'll let's see where that goes. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. And Ivar, yeah, let's... Protected by life. Let's hear a little bit about your character, Zephora. So my character is Zephora Moonshade. And she's uh, a druid. And a few other things. And uh, <laughs> I don't know much else about it. She's very small, diminutive, like five feet tall, 90 pounds. Like she <laughs> doesn't have much strength, but she's very, uh, very hard character, even though she's not very strong. We call that wiry. Yes. <laughs> so with that... Dan, let's hear about Harrow. Harrow Corviday is the glorious leader of this group, as he often likes False. to tell himself. <laughs> um, he is a wizard of the School of War. Um, he has, for a long while, uh, taken care of himself out in the Waste, which was a <laughs> harrowing ordeal. Um, he is... A bit of a loner. Uh, he is very power hungry. Um, he is fascinated by any whiff of the arcane that he comes near. Uh, and he can be ambitious to the point of putting people in danger himself uh, at the front of that queue. Um, though he'd prefer if it was someone else, deeply. Um, and he has fallen in with this group of vagabonds, primarily to trace the source of 
ancient magics, which he hopes to be the one to wield at some point. Um, little is known about his past, uh, though Grayson in our last session did get one quick peek under his mask uh, shaped uh, a bit like a plague doctor's mask, but colored like, uh, like a deep purple raven. Um, uh, there seemed to be markings covering his face of some kind, uh, though their nature is not yet known. Nice. So let's discuss the world as it is, what it was, and the place that our players find themselves in. Cinder is a world that was started with all the good, good intentions of two very frustrated gods. These, hey Vince, thank you for that. You're the awesomest person ever. Um, these two gods who were self-reflective and found that the world that they were in or the primordial sea that they existed in was overrun and overtaken by gods that only sought out conflict, um, <laughs> only sought out conflict and the understanding that power and the suppression of those trying to take power from them was the center of their existence. They wept, and these tears led them to a place of the primordial sea where no gods cared for, just the leftover remains of worlds that had been destroyed at the behest of the greater gods. Here they practiced their premise. Their, they practiced what they felt was right. And they harvested all of the souls they could find, and they built the world of Cinder. Unfortunately, they were followed by Telona, the plague god. She was a lesser god, a vengeful, vindictive, power-hungry god. And she secretly watched as they built this world and tried to salvage their understanding of the world. Over the millennia that passed by, Telona utilized greed, anger, hate, lust, and all the things that would pit those against each other in an effort to corrupt this world that they had created. In an effort to protect the primordial sea from the world of chaos getting a foothold into the primordial sea, the twins agreed to destroy Cinder. Telona found out their plan and then poured all of her hate and energy into preventing that from happening. Unfortunately, the outcome was a decimated world that could barely eke out a survival. Nearly 80% of the known population was destroyed. The greater population descended into struggle and apocalyptic existence. The old days of currency of wealth have changed, but now modern currency is water. Water is everything. Water is life. Water is death. Water is power. Water buys you armies. Water buys you the ability to build cities or to lay siege to cities. Unfortunately, in the background, the slaver community came into existence. Um, hey, Dara, you're... You're frozen again if you want to fix that. Um, the slaver existence saw cheap resource access to 
Um, people, oh, there she is. She'll be back in a moment. There she comes. Um, the slaver existence saw the destitute as a resource upon which they could make their wealth on and control their portion of the world. However, the highborn mages figured out how to tap into the corrupted magic of the world and managed to build and recover a major city on the, on the continent of Arafan, known as Titan's Fall. Titan's Fall is now the very center of most of the seat of power of this now known world. However, there are those outliers. You have um, Sut, the kingdom of the Shattered Collar, a dwarven emperor lord trying his best to fend off the high mages. You have the Goliath warriors of the Ashen Waste. You have the magical valley of the Arch Wastes. You have the stone wood upon which where Grayson comes from, where elves no longer hold on to old hatreds, and elves have become family again, as drow, high elves, sun elves have become the Stonewood elves. Most of the world is made up of nomads and wanderers who eke out an existence. But where life tries, it usually can succeed. The, the world still is in an apocalyptic state. Um, the weather is... <laughs> the weather is... Well, calamity is saying it nicely. Um, it is the subjugation of climate change that has set this world off uh, its axis. It's, it is no longer a predictable environment. Um, rainstorms and hurricanes are noxious fume and poisonous uh, to be a part of. The wastes are, for the most part, ashen, salt, sand, rock. In fact, there is no natural forest that anyone knows of at this time. Um, the commodity that's most common is the commodity of death, struggle, and the understanding of the formation of metals and metallurgy. This is the place and this is the world that our friends find themselves struggling to exist in. How they all met? They became friends earning their right of citizenship in the, in the capital city known as Titan's Fall. Once there... They quickly learned how to fight together. They earned their citizenship, began to learn more about each other. Um, and then they were approached by the family of Aste, the high mage order in charge of the citizen ward. From there, they were given the opportunity to delve deep into the old world of Titan's Fall, where they discovered an old collapsed section of the ancient city and mate and met a visage known as Lord Arcanum. It was Lord Arcanum that directed them towards the Arcanum stone in hopes that the energy of his abilities and spells can be used to possibly salvage this world and put it back to rights. Maybe bring back the gods, stabilize the magical essence that is now chaotic and difficult to understand, and a world mostly on the brink and edge of destruction and dealing with the old world of hate, slavery, and suppression and oppression. With this, our friends finally retrieving the Arcanum Stone found themselves 
magically teleported out into the great southern wastes by their Templar friend, Somni. Here, they found a community known as Epsi that re exists on the back of an ancient Brachiosaurus creature, a community of 100 halflings um, led by their community leader and others who, well, practice the art of a nomadic lifestyle. Here, they met with an oracle or uh, an alchemist by the name of Greenbottle, where she shared with them the understanding of the conduit stone, the item that they had found deep underneath the old city of Lord Arcanum's vault. Once they made this understanding known, Gray did have a brief interaction with some details in regards to a dagger she also found in the vault, where we learned some more background on what's, what's going on there with Gray they began to understand that there's more to this dagger than they originally thought. And needless to say, they need to be a little bit more careful as they, they begin to delve into this. Um, <laughs> with that, our companions, after getting familiar and getting used to these new strange... Um, uh, uh, Things going on around them. Evidently, this particular nomadic tribe specializes in raptor or what we call shale raptor wrangling, which is the common mount that is sold quite in a ubiquitous fashion amongst most of the merchant trades. Um, they also met or they also experienced the Sivan Sand, a tavern that's part of this community on the back of this massive. Uh, Brachiosaurus that now wanders the wastes with this nomadic community uh, living in almost a symbiotic relationship with it. Uh, with that, I believe, Haro, you had cast an interesting spell um, affording you and your teammates a safe place to take a long rest, if I'm correct. I did indeed. I used, if I can find the name of my spells, <laughs> I used Galder's Tower, uh, okay. where I conjured a two-story tower, um, which had many amenities inside, and uh, is probably the most comfortable place any of us have stayed, other than the Avoste. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Avoste compound was pretty cool, and they're not even the wealthiest of the High Mage Orders, which you guys kind of figured out on your own anyways. I mean, um, if you get past all of the people uh, sacrifice, it's a pretty sweet day. <laughs> Look, we all have very specific feelings about people sacrifice, though, right? Yeah, indeed. Some, some of us have been one of those people. <laughs> I mean, like, they got, they died, but they'll get better. <laughs> work for me. Do you think that's how they... Never mind. <laughs> and where we last left off, I do believe you were all waking... Well, you had all begun a long rest. Um, uh, taking refuge in the tower. Uh, taking this opportunity to finally get that long-needed rest after a very busy, busy subterranean existence. Quite dangerous as well. The um, the passing of time was quite significant as you were teleported from the subterranean um, ancient city 
to the salt waste? I believe somewhere between six to eight months have passed from your recollection. The season of heat has concluded. The season of cold has concluded. And the very beginnings, the transition from the season of cold to the season of light, which is their now interpretation of spring, because with climate change comes new ways of living above ground in a very hostile and unforgiving environment. Harrow, you're actually the first one to wake up. There is a pulsing kind of ozone-like energy coalescing in your head. It's painful. It feels like it wants to be a headache, but headaches aren't this piercing. Your eyes flare open. You come out of the chamber that you were using as your respite looking to see that the other three chamber doors are closed. Somni's chamber door, or chamber door is partially open, however. You can see your passive perception's high enough. There's about a four-inch spacing in the door that looks like it has creaked open, perhaps on its own. Your relationship with your tower tells you something must be wrong because these doors should remain secure during the inhabitation of the chambers. What would you like to do? I don't necessarily trust any of my companions to be subtle about waking up. I trust them with many other things, but uh, <laughs> keeping things down and unabrasive? Unlikely. So I'm going to investigate this matter myself. Okay. I'm going to flare up a firebolt ready in my hand and uh, walk over to the cracked door prepared for whatever might happen. As you make your way across the very narrow and small hallway, one that you've become more familiar with now that you've been able to study and understand the effect of the spell, you poke your head through the opened section of the door, just to kind of gingerly look inside. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. And a minute since I rolled perception. <laughs> oh, yeah, minus one. Uh, all right, that is an 11. 11. As you push the door open a little bit more, there is about a six-foot-tall, four-foot-wide ashen outline on the ground. The bed does not look slept in. The ashen pile looks quite deep, quite made up of a, a rather heavy amount of ashen um, kind of debris and leftovers or possibly remains. You're not really sure. All of Somni's equipment does not appear to be hanging on any of the pegs or utilizing any of the weapons equipment storage that this chamber is supposed to afford those that you allow into the, into the tower. You don't really see much of anything at this point, which is strange. Somni is not here as far as you can tell. He is definitely gone. What in the damn world? I, uh, I look around. I don't think there's probably many places to hide in the chamber. So I am going to quietly stalk about the rest of the tower. It's okay. uh, two stories and not many rooms. So might take like 
a moment in each space, but uh, climbing down the ladder, I'd like poke my head down first. Okay, give me an investigation check while you're doing this. All right, that one's a 15. As you look down the ladder, not finding Somni anywhere, the pulsing in your head gets more painful. The energy is a combination of being drawn from you and being forced upon you at the same time. Looking about, still no sign of Somni, you kind of complete your egress down the ladder, and the minute your your foot hits the bottom floor, the first floor of the tower, there's a pulsing sensation. Something familiar is on the ground, merely in the center of the chamber, or in the center of the floor. It's a stone. The stone, the conduit stone that you remember being in Somni's possession. It's now currently lying on the, flo- on the floor, pulsing not more than about 25 feet away from where you're standing. Somni, you're not trying to get me killed, are you? No response, no answer. Arrow would not be able to resist for more than about 30 seconds. Okay. (laughs) I'm grasping the stone. The minute you grasp it, go ahead and give me a charisma save. That's not one I'm good at. Oh, rolled okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, uh, 15. 15. There's... A searing energy and a burning sensation that begins to run up your forearm into your elbow, creating that kind of muscle-like spasm you get when you kind of hit your funny bone inadvertently. Um, it tingles. <laughs> it tingles all the way up to your neckline and it gives you a shiver. You watch as the world around you collapses, almost as if you're falling through nothing and something at the same time. Blackness, darkness oscillates, coalesces around you, the energy pulsing around you. Imprisoning me. All that I see. Absolute horror. (laughs) And with that, this is a familiar sensation. You remember Somni kind of describing this to you when he was bound to the conduit stone, when it aided him, when when he called out to it. You don't even need to roll for this. You get the... you get the feeling that he is no longer bound to the stone. The stone has been not placed here with a purpose, but has found itself here because being on the material plane without a caretaker, you begin to feel its own pain kind of course through your course through your essence with an equal distinction and a voice booms into your head arrow this isn't one of the normal ones is it arrow what 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 is it i need you? you Arrow, I need you. Oh, 
Um, yes, well, I'm always happy to help. What do you require of me? Take two points of psychic damage, please. Ah! Why? <laughs> Arrow. Somni was proven unworthy, Arrow. Oh. Did you... Did you grow tired of him? Is... Is that why he's no longer with us here? His intent of me was not honest. We made a pact. Pact was broken. I severed that pact. I consumed the essence of him to give me 24 hours of existence. If I do not have a new pact, I will cease to exist. Oh no, we can't have that. We can't have that at all, can we? Oh. Arrow. The tears for Romney later, I suppose. Let me show you something. And instantly, all the energy of the mat, of the magic fabric of this place, of this world, courses into your existence. You are seen through the eyes of gods, the dead, aimless souls, and a population screaming out for help. Screaming out the words just fall out of your mouth as you are spending the next hour repeating the names of millions of people that need your help. Take um, five points of psychic damage, please. And he's dead. <laughs> not, not quite, but uh, seven is not insubstantial on my head. <laughs> <laughs> this world arrow bleeds it bleeds everywhere the suffering is not going to stop the power that I can give you can help it stop but I need your promise, Harrow, that you will do your best to end this nightmare and bring the peace back to this world that is trying to destroy you and your friends. Can you do this, Harrow? Yes. I can do this, but before I submit to your bargain, I'd say, like, I don't imagine I'm doing this with my physical body, but I imagine I'm, like, grasping back to try and, like, stabilize myself and, like, steal my will against whatever force this is. I... 
I have a condition. I'm allowed to pursue this through my own aims and ends. I have nothing else that would bring me more pleasure than to bring stability and peace back to this world. But as long as I do so, if you are to continue to exist, I'd have you support me no matter how I choose to go about your mission. Arrow, the voices in your head are not my concern. I will drown them out for you. Arrow, do that. I am offering you power beyond anything you've ever seen before. This conduit, this essence of Arcanum, if needed, can rebuild the world as you see fit or heal it and bring it back from the edge of the abyss that it has found itself in. But Harrow, your insanity is yours, not mine. I'll take what you have to give stone. Give me another charisma save, please. Uh, four. Take a point of exhaustion. <laughs> the headache in your head, you feel a little bit of blood kind of cough out in the phlegm onto the floor. You feel the floor of the chamber. You see your blood in front of you. Arrow, shall I teach you something? I'm ready for whatever it is that you wish to tell. Focus on the blood, Arrow. Focus on the essence of you in front of you. The blood. It means blood. I'll, uh, I'll reach out to it with my hand and also try to, like, reach out to it. The minute uh, your hand forms into a palm, you watch as the blood that you just spat up forms into a small, swirling energy like matter it pulses out and comes in and it pulses out and comes in you watch as it turns into the shape of a mage hand coalesces and floats around and then with a finger it comes over and boops you right on the nose and floats alongside you you feel this feels like magic you've never experienced before it's different this essence of matter is magical it's the very essence of your blood that's interacting with this matter and you hear the voice go Errol because you've agreed to this pact I will show you the matter magic that Arcanum used to funnel his power into the stone 
Be cautious. It can consume you. I'm steeled and ready. I've worked my entire life for something like this. There is a searing pain in your hand. The darkness around you collapses back in. You're back in the first story of the tower with tricolored stone, the black, the yellow, the red, oscillating in your hand, going dim. And then just the faintest of echo. Thank you, Harrow. Thank you. So much could have been lost, Harrow. It just drifts, drifts out of your consciousness. Gray and Dara, you're standing in the first chamber down the bottom of the tower floor. You're watching an exhausted, sweaty Harrow come out of some bizarre trance. It's now roughly noon. The entire morning was the two of you watching him thrash, speak utterances that you've never had any familiarity with. You did watch him cough up some blood on the floor. And then you watched it perform almost like a magical dance, completely unfamiliar to the both of you. Harrow, as you come out of this trance, the three of you are on this floor of the tower, staring at each other. No Somni to be seen, but the three of you standing there. So uh, were you going to tell us you're a sleepwalker or at some point? I, uh, I don't. I don't quite know how to explain what's just transpired here. Mm. This is... Mm -hmm like nothing I've ever experienced before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not a cleric, but it seems like you shouldn't be coughing up blood. You okay over there, man? I'm better than, uh, than I've ever been before, Tara. No, this is... This is... Uh, 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 this is incredible. The force of energy that I just touched, it's... It's like nothing I ever could have dreamed of. It's well, the sort I of am a cleric, and I say your blood should stay on the inside, usually. Um, thought. Yes, 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 yes. Indeed. Um, Somni's gone. He's hmm. perhaps more than gone. I think that his essence. Want to like get breakfast or like? Harrow, you didn't steal the stone from Sun. No, no, he spontaneously was consumed. That's uh, what he was telling me. Did you catch somebody on fire? I did not. <laughs> I. He was the one who was saying he would save me in the event of. That doesn't matter now. It's fine. He's, he's gone. But I suppose that is the price we must pay for true progress. He left? Uh, like, what do you mean? He's gone? Oh, no, 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 no. This, 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 the stone, it spoke to me. It spoke to me as it did Somni. I don't know how he did it, but he failed it somehow. Harrow, can you do me a favor? Just humor me. 
Grayson. I get with it. I get like within a foot. At that point, I resist. Mm, I'm a doctor. It's fine. You can examine me from here. I'm trying to tell if you have a fever, bud. You're talking wild shit right now. So. You don't understand. Neither of you understand. I don't. That's why I'm asking questions. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, this is the stone that we retrieved from the hole that Lord Arcanum sent us Uh to. It holds within it a consciousness, an ancient construct of will, or or perhaps the spirit of an ancient being. Mm -hmm. It's got a ton of magic in it, really strong magic, and it needs me to carry it because it decided Somni had disappointed it, and it killed it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, I can fix that. But also, um, I don't think you can. I don't think you've seen me try. I Um, know you can do extraordinary things with the hmm? dead, but I think it very, very kills him. Uh, is he really dead or just mostly dead? That's what I I think. I think his soul (laughs) was ripped apart. Mm, Debatable. Great. We'll find out. Gray, they feel something on their shoulder. A familiar spider kind of crawls up along your backside, sits on your shoulder. It's... Little Frankenstein spider. Yeah, it's little... The little artificial, like, limbs that you made for it, the little arachnid legs that you made for it, seem to be holding Mm -hmm. quite well, and it seems to be learning. Excuse me. Spider chanclas. (laughs) Um... And it strangely <laughs> enough, it's strangely enough, it doesn't seem to take any like aggressive moves towards them. It just, they just notice that suddenly it's quite docile. It seems to have taken their efforts to mean something specific and without even really having to make a nature check or animal handling check. It, you're kind of feeling the initial bonds with this creature kind of begin to set in. Um, and uh, they... On the outside? Keep it cool. On the inside? <laughs> oh, my God. Philip is my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Philip. But Harrow, hey. seeing Philip up on... What would you do to me if Riskler just ate it right there? <laughs> I would be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not what's about to happen. Cool. I don't that <laughs> so as the three of you are standing there it seems strange um not having saw me there kind of definitely piques your interest definitely um makes you wonder but it would appear that haro has taken over the pact of the conduit stone it consumed most of the morning, so unfortunately, Harrow, I think the spell is 24 hours, or how long does it? Let me find out for you. Good news, everyone. It lasts for 24 hours. Okay. You know there is a limitation to how long you can stay in here, but for the most part, the morning and mid-morning was consumed by your strange episodic adventure. Um... Dar and Gray, the two of you 
have managed to, you know, have your normal breakfast and basically sat there and watch with entertainment like glee on your face as, you know, Harold was clearly going through some kind of transition of sorts, coming into his own with whatever the stone has decided to make the pact with. Well, good for you. Transitioning is hard. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I shall emerge like a beautiful butterfly. Basically. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if those live still. Probably not. They're very delicate. It's fine. <laughs> I would probably try to go find a Somni corpse at some point because yeah. as far as Grey knows, they are capable of Yeah, and you don't even anything. need to, and you really don't it's even need to. Worked. Yeah, you don't even need to investigate it. I mean, Harrow shares with you the chamber on the second floor and points that location out to you. Gray, they eventually wander up there. They look through the door. They see exactly what Harrow had described, a pile of ash that could easily take up the density and form of a physical essence of Somni. Uh, Make a medicine check for me really quick. BBR. Burned beyond recognition. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, Twelve. Twelve. Was Go ahead. The band that came immediately before CCR. <laughs> I hate you all. I hate you all. And I love you all. Um, go ahead and give me Arcana check really quick. Arcana is okay, sir. 13. 13. They begin to realize, based on the information they were given by Harrow, that it's quite possible the Conduit Stone literally absorbed the magical essence that was Somni. Not sure why, but it did. And Somni's essence has become a part of the stone itself. With what Greenbottle had mentioned before in regards to what conduit stones mean and what they do and what they can and can't do, it begins to make a little bit more sense as to what this stone could potentially be. What's your passive perception? Uh, 16. Because you're staring at this so intently and they are focused your hip feels light for the first time you've noticed your dagger's missing oh oh no oh no I will turn this tower upside down looking for that thing I will also scoop up a little bit of Samni dust okay. um, in like a pouch okay. because again as far as I know Gonna be able to bring him back. I'll just kick him out of the stone. It's Yo, fine. could I have some? That feels like it would make for some bomb spell components. <laughs> yeah, let's all gather around and get some Somni dust. Like if we, if I, like that feels like the most like witch in the wood things like and the ashes of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Eye of Newt, toil and trouble, toss in some Somni for your bubbles. Um, I got as... some back hair. <laughs> 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 no, don't do that. He needs it. It's a, it's an uh, ultimate comb over. Anyways, um, I digress. <laughs> um, Gray, go ahead and give me a 
insight check. It's a 21, baby. There was a moment in the hut of Greenbottle that you remember she was a little closer than you would have liked. You want to fight? Guys, you want to fight? I'm gonna fight a gnome, okay? I'm gonna fight a gnome. Give me a charisma save with disadvantage, please. Well, I don't need that. (laughs) A natural 17 and a natural 4. 7. 7. Haro and Dara down on the first floor. You watch as a very angry gray. They come storming down the ladder. They immediately throw open the tower door and they disappear out into the Espis roadway. Do you know what that was about? No, let's go check that out. <laughs> go follow um, them. I guess. All right, sure, I'll do that. That's the most interesting thing happening right now. So you two follow them out? Into the roadway? Dara does not understand the sarcasm there because to Dara, (laughs) what probably is the more interesting. (laughs) No one understands my science. Science. Weird science. Um, Weird science. The two of you bolt out after them and find yourself in the roadway staring in the direction they went. The direction looks familiar to both of you. Um, they are definitely heading back to Green Bottle's hut, and the anger on their face is intense and incredibly noticeable. Grayson, what happened? We didn't lose the spider again, did we? No, I still have Philip, but my dagger is gone, and I need that back. That was the strong one. Yes. Yes, we kept you losing that. Where might it have gone? Green bottle. I don't know that this is a bad thing. I've been meaning to ask you about that dagger. You've been acting weird. Well, define weird, Dara. The, the other night at dinner, you were ready to attack. You kept grabbing for the dagger with this dark look across your face. I'm, I mean, I'm worried about you. It's a powerful magic item. It seemed perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> exactly. Look, I... Don't worry about it. We just need to go get it back. It's very important to me that we get it back. Okay. Okay. The yes, three of you. The three of you begin to go in that direction. Uh, they are leading the pack, so to speak. Fists clenched, focused in the direction of the commingling hovels that make that kind of made up the strange kind of district that she resided in. Um, have, I find your... some, have I got my spells back, by the way? Yes, you've gotten a long rest, but you picked up a point of exhaustion. From the interlude with the stone. And all my damage is new since I had healed already. Correct. Understood. 
um, as all of your passes would be high enough, as you're making your way, as all of you are making your way in that direction, you can hear the screeching of the lesser wind drakes above. They seem to be doing their business of uh, scouting and looking for the raptor herds in which the uh, SB clan is expected to begin their harvest of. You, the three of you, find yourself standing in a familiar, I don't know if cul-de-sac is the correct word, but a kind of semi-finished street or roadway with all these hovels stacked around, and there's Green Bottles Hovel. You remember it as the alchemist that she is. Um, and Pelia Green Bottle is standing there almost as if anticipating their arrival, holding the dagger. Standing alongside her is a very diminutive, small form. Well, Zephora, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself? So Zephora is, has a green tinge to her skin. She wears like a paleo type of necklace made up of wood, kind of like a mantle. She or bone, since cloth. there's no wood. Yeah, bone. Okay, bone. <laughs> Thank you for that. For learning. Uh, and, uh, you know, a desert type robe. And uh, she has black eyes and stands very stiff. The three of you standing and seeing the small halfling in her eccentric attire, very much the paleo you remembered from before, she looks at the three of you and then looks back at this individual that she's speaking with. Um, the, um, all three of you give me nature checks, please. That is a 23. <laughs> um, it's a smart, it's a smarts thing. It's the one thing I've got. It's the only, I'm smart. It's only against <laughs> that. Very good. I don't think we were quite able no, to hear you. You, you unmuted, so something? Oh, eight. Eight? There we go. You might want to start off all of your your saying things with like ah hi this is yeah <laughs> thirteen for me thirteen Harrow you're staring at something that is very rare to ever see you recognize the scaly essence of the skin the black iris faceted eyes the almost like flat pupils the features of the face this is a yon a yon tea. She's a pureblood. This is something that is very rare to see out in the open. Their communities were obliterated many centuries ago. Whether or not she is part of an existing community, she clearly has found her way to the halfling community of Espy and is standing alongside Paleo Good uh, Greenbottle. Recognizing your interest as you kind of stare at her, Paley goes, oh, good. I'm glad you came back for your trinket. I was afraid you wouldn't, and uh, we wouldn't have a chance to talk again. Grayson, 
You may have your dagger back. I just wanted to check something. Do you need it back, or do you want it back? Well, first of all, if you wanted to talk to me again, you could just ask. You don't have to steal from me. Secondly, can I have it back, please? You seem so angry. Don't strike me as the kind that gets like angry. You stole something from me. Hmm. Interesting. Give me another charisma save, Gray. With disadvantage, so. Um. Yeah, because that last roll is pretty bad. Six. Um. Give me a sleight of hand check, please. My gray dice are betraying me. Seven. Seven. You lunge for the dagger. They reach for it uh, with a vicious look on their face. Paleo simply moves out of the way with the dagger in her hand to watch you just painfully trying to reach and get it from her. They are not even aware of what they're doing. They just want the goddamn fucking dagger back. Give me the fucking dagger back, Green Bottle. Now. She hands it back to you. Kind of calmness. Kind of... Kind of in waves. They feel good. A voice in your head. Yes. Always good to be back where I belong. I mean, after all, maybe later on tonight we can sneak back into her little hovel and slit her fucking throat. I mean, she kind of deserves it, right? Retribution for thieves. Seems reasonable. Ah, yes. Retribution. Drink the blood. Feel the soul come into the blade. Yes, I agree. How do I feel about that last part, Liam? <laughs> you tell me. Yes, blood is delicious. Mistress. <laughs> You guys watch as they sheathe the dagger at their waist. Sephora, you watch all this played out as it was predicted. Palea had just told you, described for you what she felt the dagger was and felt intent that you see how it has a hold over Grayson. No harm came to Palea. There was no reason to worry about her safety or her the potential for violence. As she told you, it all played out almost precisely the way she predicted it would. A telepathic pulse in your head as you hear Palea. My dear, I'm hoping that they will accept you. I fear for their safety. I think... They are set upon a path. They know not the direction upon which they choose. Think you can help them. You studied wisely and with many years. And 
believe you are ready to find your way in the world, dear. It's time. With that, the connection breaks. Paleo looks at the three of you. I was wondering, in recompense of my poor behavior, if you could do me but a small favor. And then she stops and looks. Oh my, where is your friend Pharaoh? Or your friend Somni? Where has he gone? Might have, might have fallen off in the night. Oh, interesting. Well, fate does continue to spin the wheel, does it not? I'm I'm wondering if fate has brought you back to me as I intended it to do. Could I possibly convince you to take my young adopted daughter with you? She is very well studied in the art of druidic understanding. She does have some real-world lessons that require learning, and, well, I fear the path that you and your friends are on has many lessons to teach her. Would this be acceptable to you and your friends, Harrow? Forgive me for being skeptical. Oh, I forgive all of it. Ah. Yes, well, it seems to me typically unlikely that one would entrust a group heading out for likely death in the waste um, with someone that they have any level of care for. I think that I might need a slightly better explanation as to why if I am to trust this. <clears throat> give me a give me a persuasion check with advantage. And Zavara, you're watching this kind of play out between Palea and Harrow, and it's it's interesting. Ooh, much better. Nineteen. Nineteen. That is worthy of a fair response, Harrow. This world is dying. We are all dying. Not very many of us get the opportunity to at least try to live. My fear is she will remain here with this place surrounding her like a prison. I believe she has something to offer this world, and I do not believe I am capable of helping her find it. You three seem very interesting, Harrow. Very interesting indeed. But if good old-fashioned hospitality doesn't work, perhaps bribery in exchange? Bribery might uh, go some way. Very well. Take this as lieu of... Well, I wouldn't exactly call you the perfect babysitter, but um, an exchange can be made. You seem to be amicable about that. She reaches down underneath her tattered, leather-skinned robe and pulls out a small leather uh, reptilian satchel and hands it to you. You are right, Harrow. This world is dangerous. I grab it first. 
Uh, give me sleight of hand. Uh, somebody, does somebody around here need a fireball? I don't. <laughs> so it'll be uh, 18? 18. You grab it from Paleo's hand. Ah, Data, you grow quicker every day. Am I being sold? Um, I'm not well. going to be sold again. I've no desire. <laughs> no, I end up with both you and the coin, actually, so nothing of the sort. Just having your passage paid. Well, that would say that I'm a passenger, and I'm not. And what do you think you are? Someone who is useful. Useful. I've spent a great deal of time scraping by in the wastes. It's hard with one, harder with three, damn near impossible with four, unless you know what you're doing. Do you know what you're doing? I've survived in the arch wastes, and I've survived being enslaved, being a food taster to a defiler, a user of vile magic. And I believe if I've survived those things and with the teachings of Mistress Gray Bo uh, Green Bottle. I will be of use to you. Dara, give me an insight check. Do, what do you do with things that aren't useful? You so, cast them aside, correct? So, I can be useful, and if I'm not, you can cast me aside. Dara's going to jump in immediately after hearing that she was enslaved and just be like, we're taking her, we're taking her, we're protecting her. Zafara, the bag that you grabbed from Palea has that familiar crystalline jingle to it. Um, the potions that she normally keeps in it. You can feel them rolling around inside the bag. Quickly she winks at you almost to kind of like say good job secretly. You could feel the positive like kind of reaffirmment of the telepathic bond between the two of you. Um, the demeanor of those around you changes with your mention of the defiler, the enslavement, the food taster. You are someone that's known suffering and pain. I mean, not like Dara when she has her eyes closed and she's a frozen screen. That, my friends, right there. Suffering Looking very and much and like pain. That's pain and suffering. That was a face of, uh, oh, it's been so long today. But I'm well, it. then... I, 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 so I have a psychic link with her? With Palea, yeah. A kind of psychic, yeah. telepathic well, kind of link. I don't know why you have to even negotiate with these meat creatures. But oh, my dear. You underestimate their potential. Yes, <laughs> they harbor. Well, Whether you tell them or not, I leave up to your dissemination, my dear. If you decide to let them know just how wickedly cursed that dagger is, you may tell them. But 
I suggest you let that play out. Let's discover just who they really are. But I think you can sense I like the bond. to see some of them squirm sometimes, but I am going with them. I don't want to get a dagger in my back, but I will do as you wish. I will give the the loud one there. Uh, I will give him <laughs> the potions as a gift, not as a payment. Good girl. You are so, learning how this world does work, after all. And that what uh, the emotion is the happy, right? I would be happy to. Yeah, I mean, you them. definitely feel there was some concern that you were being bargained for, and that kind of made you upset and made you concerned. And some flashbacks kind of came back momentarily, but I, you recentered your energy. Just for the and, fact that I don't know what I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up on like human emotions, so I have correct. to ask her sometimes. Yeah. Correct. And getting the understanding of humanoid emotions from a halfling is challenging enough as it is. An eccentric, slightly crazy halfling to boot makes it even more of a fun kind of conversation to have. But the energy that she pours into your mind is reaffirming, it's calming, it's soothing, and it centers yourself. And you hand the bag. Only, the only one on my side is the one with the dagger, and she'll prob they'll probably die. I don't know. They probably will. I don't know. But well, can't be, be patient. Good, but be patient, dear. I uh, know you've always been one of those to run forward, but sometimes it's better to walk than sprint. And with that, uh, Sephora hands you the bag, Harrow, and you. Um, Archman, take this bag as a gift. I uh, so Harrow, you've been given four greater uh, potions of healing, and Thank a fine gift it is. Thank you for letting me join your party. I am happy. <laughs> yes, as am I. More mouths. Just squint at her really hard. Is she happy? Um, give me an insight check. Me? Give me an insight check. It's fine, guys. I'm happy. This brings me joy. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Insight is 18. Yeah, she's weird. But in a cool way. You get I'm the feeling. It. I'm into it. Yeah. She She's practicing things that come naturally to the three of you. Clearly, emotion on her face maybe doesn't come naturally to her. Well, some things come naturally to me, too, like having spider friends and knowing what wood is. So maybe she just needs to learn how Sephora, to, you know, people. On their, like on their shoulder, you see one of the most strangest abominations you've ever seen. It's this cavern spider that clearly that they have tamed somehow, but it's got false legs on half of its body. Like they've been kind of um, uh, very hastily and very haphazardly assembled and, and put together almost as like something that can be worn by the spider. Its features are hideous. It's, it's mandibles leak with the poison that you're familiar with this creature, but it seems to have 
definitely developed some kind of kindred with, with them. You're not sure why, but it's both interesting and revolting at the same time. My son. You're talking so much smack about my son. That is an interesting thing that you have. I Do you milk it for poison? Uh, okay, first of all, his name is Philip. Uh, secondly, hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Philip. This is, this is a good idea. We should make use of Philip, in addition to being a lovely friend, I'm sure. Do I know anything about the poisons that it produces? Um, give me a nature check. I shrug my shoulder to make Philip bow back to show respect. Okay, oh, there we go. 17. 17. Um, it's, it's definitely an acidic poison designed to consume and burn uh, through flesh once it's ingested. It's usually, from what you can remember from your training with uh, Paleo Greenbottle, she would describe it as a necrotic poison designed to be delayed when ingested so that it melts the interior of creatures that it tries to consume. A uh, combination of both acid and um, uh, poison at the same time. Quite lethal. Um, these creatures are typically um, kept to their youthful state. In other words, when they're small and in their infancy, when their toxin is most virulent. This one's a little bit bigger. Um, otherwise, they're normally dispatched as soon as the glands are harvested um, and never allowed to grow into adulthood because they can get quite large. Um, you do remember um, during your travels seeing the occasional nomadic herdsmen use them as a mount, um, often utilized for traveling in certain areas of the ashen waste as well as the arch waste. Um, other than that, it's strange that a bond has occurred here. Hmm. Well, it's only a thought, but that poison's very useful. But I am, I am Zephora, and your names? Dara. Dara. You're green like me. Yeah, I guess we do share that. And you, you're the one with the dagger. Is your name? Gray, unlike you. Gray. And the joke. big human, what is your name? Hadro. Harokovide. day. You have two names. Yes. I picked a second name. They told me that would, that other people have second names. Yes. So, a heavy burden to walk under, though. People are always bothering you about them. <laughs> okay. I will remember that. What are we doing now? So, with that, as this conversation plays out, 
A great horn sounds out and brays all through the community. You feel Espis shift underneath your feet as all of you recognize the turning of the beast as the entire community is shifting somewhat more north and northeasterly, making its way towards both the Femur Valley and the Midland uh, Shale Valleys where the raptor herds are said to migrate. Not knowing for sure what the horn means, something has definitely changed. Palea kind of nods and comes over and gives Sephora a gentle hug and retreats back into her hovel um, that she had come from. The four of you stand there, knowing that the shale herd is now nearby. Quite possible there may be the beginnings of the raptor roundup that is kind of famous for this community. They present, this kind of presents an opportunity for you. You do remember that the, um, the halfling leader or the regent of this community, known as Ginny Goodbarrel, had mentioned to you that Igor Strongbones was in need of additional wranglers to fill the quota and to get this year's um, uh, group of raptors um, herded up, captured, and would probably be willing to either pay or trade for service in kind. Um, there is the Shifting Sands Tavern. There is obviously the overall community still left to explore. And we're going to go ahead and take a break, everybody, because I got to go potty. I think other people probably have to go potty as well. Uh, we will be back in exactly 10 minutes, folks. So don't go anywhere. Hang out, chat, and we will be back shortly. And we are back, everybody. Thank you for that potty break. I feel 18 ounces lighter. Um, <laughs> I drink a lot of water. And, you know, my water bottle is super cool. Cool my water bottle is. <laughs> I'm always like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Can you milk me, Fokker? I, I, I know he got a green one. I know he got a green water bottle, so it would disappear when he drinks it. Looks like there's a hole through him. There is a hole in my heart every time I drink water. Um, so, um, you guys are milling about the area near Paleo Green Bottle, the, um, Wyvern, the Wyvern's Waste Alchemy Shop. Um, you have met Sephora. It's roughly transitioning from mid-morning to early afternoon. Espis, the community has shifted towards the center highlands or the central highlands of the, south, uh, the salt wastes. Um, in fact, let's go ahead and remind everybody where we are. The Raptor Highlands are definitely the focus of attention. This is where the great herds migrate, um, chased by the great salt waste worms, fed upon by many of the creatures of the salt wastes. However, harvesting these creatures, both for their skin, bone, meat, and as riding 
um, mounts can be quite lucrative. Um, with that, the horn finishes brain. Your new friend is still there with you. Palea has gone back inside of her alchemy shop. What would the four of you like to do? Well, <clears throat> they did mention that there was some coin to be had in rounding these reaches up. I am willing to try and help, though I imagine the two of you might have a bit more success at it. This <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice coordination. Would this raptor hunt be an adequate test of my abilities so that you can trust me? Yes. But while I'm not trusting you, why don't we say I'll keep a, a cut of about 10% until you've earned that trust? I see. That's greed. Is, yes, that's what I, that is called. Am I right? Yes. Very precise vocabulary. Quite impressive. All right. Grayson. Well, then should we not go and dispatch <laughs> some of these animals so that you can they're trust going, me? They're not going to stop until we... Uh, Grayson. And then... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. That was starting to hurt. Preliminary <laughs> test. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy as fuck but kind of cool all right all right and nobody said anything about killing raptors all right we're going to go grapple them aka give them hugs yes well they do have use of science eating do you know they have six inch claws on their feet that can gut you and mm -hmm. teeth that can eat your throat and mm -hmm. they don't I've never seen anyone hug one, but I'd like to see... I would like to see it. I think it would be fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, your your inner like Spock is coming claws? out for sure. <laughs> the giant dagger claws? Those are just good for gripping, for hugs, you know? Anything can hug if it can hug. I, think I never let anyone that close to me. They could stab me. You know what? With a dagger. Keep a 10%, Sephora. You're making yourself more welcome by the moment. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you very much for giving me my money back. Yes. That I have not earned yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, well, I belong. Keep it so where are, you, where are you guys going? <laughs> You're an interesting towards, thing. Towards the raptor stuff, you know? <laughs> so you guys are making your way towards the master harvester known as Igor Igor Strongbone. Correct. Um, you kind of wander the Espis ro um, roadways a bit. Um, things are picking up a bit. There are people. Um, you can even you even get to a point where you can see where the lesser wind drakes land in order to. Um, uh, be fitted out. Um, great huge nets are folded up and placed 
on the haunch-like quarters of the Lesser Drakes, the pilots sitting upon their backs with um, bludgeoned harpoons. They do not. They don't seem to have spear tips. They have what looks to be leather matted or leather padded um, uh, bludgeoning kind of devices, more to knock out or potentially grapple with the, as opposed to actually kill. You can see the great empty pens on either side of the Drake landing area where clearly the captured raptors are brought. Um, looking at this space, you can see one of the most burly and heavily weighted halfling you've ever seen before. Haro, you immediately recognize them as a stout foot. Um, they tend to be quite large. They tend to be quite burly in physical mass. He has a great long blonde beard, giant bushy halfling curled eyebrows, a bald head that's been shaved and heavily tattooed. You can see he's wearing just about every representation of a raptor creature on its body. Um, leather um, kind of vestments, leather pants, bone necklaces, bone piercings in both ears and his nose, one in his lower lip. Um, festooned with all manner of shale and granite and sand and other crystalline raptor breeds are tattooed all over his body. He seems to be issuing orders and looks at a new group that kind of wanders over to him. He converses with them. They immediately disappear to go fetch more nets. The four of you are just kind of watching him as almost kind of like a ballet of sorts as he's coordinating the beginnings of what you suppose might be the hunt. Sarah's definitely paying attention because she's she wants to join in. She wants to try and see how this goes. Okay. Well, are you four just going to fucking gawk at me? Or are we going to have a fucking conversation? That big brute of a lady there. And he smiles, all four front teeth missing. Um, his lower jaw through his blonde beard. Series of like metallic like rivets holding that jaw slightly together. He kind of clanks when he talks. I mean... I'm always looking for strong backs, strong arms, and you look like Tell you have it all. Got three sets of them for you. Like the most dangerous job you have. What? Well, well, I mean, you two look do, capable, do you but two uh, as well? you two look a little bit puny. I'd be afraid a breeze might blow you off their backs. Are you sure well, you're up for it? I don't think there's a breeze out there that could blow you over. But you should give me a try. I'll, what happened is I would die and you would get someone else to do the job, correct? Oh. Matter of fact, in a conversation's always good to have around. Yeah. So, all of you know anything about Windrakes? Seen them about. You know how to ride them. No. Not. I, wait, is there flying? I might actually do this. Okay, oh, I know well, how to fly one. How else are we supposed? And all from around the Southway saw you. 
I've seen beasts such as this before, and I have traveled through the wastes, but not through here. Far, far south of my home. Interesting. Well, if you lot would like to throw in with this endeavor, would you like me to show what it show you what it takes to do this job? Yes. Yes. Uh, you watch as he that holds up his, p- his pinkies and he makes out a loud whistle that brays across. You watch as perched up, and you didn't really even notice it before. It was kind of like all curled and perched. This greater wind drake kind of drops from its perch and kind of like a chicken, a giant-sized chicken kind of walks over to where Igor is. And he leans up and scrunches its chin and feeds it a bit of meat that it had in its pocket. And, you know, arf, the big, massive mouth, just arf, big sprays just of, like, meat. Jadara Stewart. Probably has a name. Stewart. And as he's, like, scrunching it and petting it, so, Maximilian, shall we show him what we do? Um... <laughs> Igor goes, well, get on board. And he quickly coils up around the neck, brings himself up onto its back. You can see that this is larger than the other lesser wind drakes that you've been seeing kind of floating around um, the area of the SB. Um Obviously, you're at a great height already. There's already a bit of a breeze and a wind volatility just from being at this height and from you know, the creature shifting and making its way into a new direction. Um, Series of uh, rung-like hemp ladders kind of trundle down from the edge of Maximilian and afford you the opportunity to crawl onto its back. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Harold, you immediately sprint over. Yeah, this is yeah. the greatest day. It's like Harrow and Dara are like trying to like beat each other to the rope, <laughs> clamor up the side Dara of it. Wins. It's not close, but it's <laughs> just I'm out of the way. <laughs> I was actually imagining Dara like holding him by the scruff of the shirt and like kind of carrying him up onto the back of the greater Drake. <laughs> Come on, Harrow, we got work to do. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Also. The rest of you, what are you doing? Gray and uh, Sephora. Climb up. Uh, okay. By all means. So, I all four of you. It's a boost. <laughs> she could use one, <laughs> actually. She's quite diminutive, quite small in stature, very light. They noticed that. The person is taller is helping boost. <laughs> yeah, Grayson is like so much taller, obviously. I get to be the tall one in this group. Yeah, I mean, they definitely. <laughs> You know, they notice that you kind of, like, boost her up. They feel like there's, like, is there any skin on them bones or what? But there's sinew and muscle and features of, you know, like, somebody who is very well fit but light to the touch. The four of you wrangle your way onto the back of the drake. Um, The interesting saddle provided gives you enough room to kind of all sit kind of just enough to sit behind Igor as he's up in the main saddle. And he goes, well, first of all, we're going to have you be catches. Um, 
since you're not overly familiar with what we do. And as he begins to continue to talk, you feel the drake lurch up into the air. Its massive wings float out, catch the thermal, and just hovers as you look down and you watch the SBE community pass away from underneath you, the massive beast continuing forward. This is the fun part. I love it when the tail moves. You watch as the massive tail swings, creates this massive updraft that shoves the entire drake about 100 feet straight up into the air, cruising on this draft that was created for it. Um, I need the four of you to make athletic checks, please. This will go well. Okay, th this should actually go well. Uh, can it be acrobatics? Uh, I believe I said or athletics. Athletics. Okay, <laughs> fine. It's a nine. For it's, oh, okay. I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> okay, so I got a 19. Okay. Queen. Okay. Uh, 16. Let's see. Three of you seem to manage to hold on to your seat pretty well. You watch as the zero-gravity floating form of Harrow kind of hovers a foot off the saddle, like being taken away by a draft of wind. Daria, go ahead and give me a deck save, please. Gray, would you like to help? With advantage. Right. Advantage. Um, that will be okay. That first roll was. Let's roll again. I'm using the uh, D and D Beyond dice for the first time. Okay, so that's don't do it. <laughs> they are cursed. Oh, we're they are cursed. Don't do it. What'd you get, Dark? Two, but that was an eighteen. Okay. You and Gray immediately reach up to grab Harrow's ankles. You grab one, they grab the other, and quickly yank Harrow back down into the, into the seat. Igor just kind of looks over his shoulder. <laughs> you better fucking hold on, mate. And the drake yeah, lurches <laughs> again and kind of comes down and is now free gliding, occasionally flapping, coasting. You immediately see yourselves flanked by five other riders on lesser drakes, about half the size of the current drake that you're riding. Um, uh, they kind of float. You can see that each one of them are riding a saddle of pairs. Um, the one behind is carrying uh, what looks like the equipment that you saw back at the landing site, these truncheon-like throwing weapons, blunted. Only these appear to be connected to nets. Then you watch as a smaller, lesser water or a shale drake kind of just zips right in front of you. Oh, that would be the chaser. Now, his job is to split up the herd into smaller groups. It makes it easier for us to wrangle them. When the chaser comes up, tells us they're ready, we swoop in, identify the small little uh, groups, and then we go in and we use the nets. Um, see the nets hanging from those fellas over there. Well, they'll throw yeah. those spears okay. and try to uh, trip up the raptors. The shale raptors are, well, they're not as quick as the sand raptors, but they can be quick. But watch out for them toothy maws. They'll take a chunk of meat out of you. But fortunately, these ones 
We harvest the sand raptors for food, but be honest, the shale raptors strictly for mounts. They fetch a coin. Um, and then the drake kind of drifts in and out of the thermals. The other ones are drifting. All of you, even at this height, you're maybe somewhere in the nature of a couple thousand feet up in the air at this point. Looking down at the vastness of the land below you, for most of you, seeing this much land is just, it's intriguing. Um, it's, it's an ocean of sand broken up by the occasional rock and mesa and kind of low-lying hemp shrub lines that are kind of the common uh, plant life that you can see out here. Then, as you kind of crest over the break of the horizon looking down, you look down to see a massive herd of what could only be um, a mixed community of raptors. But in the very center, the grayish-white hide of the shale raptors, numbering in what could only be described as in the hundreds of thousands, are moving at a steady pace, great dust and salt plumes being kicked up by the effect. And then you hear Argo go, uh-oh, haven't seen one this far south before. You see that? And he points, and all four of you look to see the massive worm come out of the ground. Hundreds of feet tall, it coils, crashes down into the center of the herd. Just raptor pieces just spray out um, 10, 20, 30 feet up into the air. And just as quickly she as it shows in. up, it goes back down. Um, you also watch to see what the herd just endless in numbers reform and continue their migration. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen one that far south Sarah, before. Sarah, I want to interject. Uh, do I notice that, was that um, movement by Gray that Gray is scared of heights? Uh, oh, yeah. me, uh, oh, okay. Terribly. Yeah, I, I would yeah. I would wager that if she's not attempting to hide it, you definitely pick up on it. Yeah. Dar Dar's gonna smoothly put her arm around. Ooh, sexy. Um, Smooth operator. <laughs> Gray, they feel a little bit better. You, you, you kind of, they feel Dara's massive kind of bicep-like arm coil around your shoulders, kind of bring you in a little bit, just as the drake banks and then banks again um, and then comes down lower into the herd. Well, since the herd's already here, I see how well them chases do. And you watch as another chaser appears alongside the other one. These, these chasers are fast. They're such a blur that as you watch them hover and bank and hover and bank, you watch them kind of rear up and then disappear into the depths of the herd. And then you watch as the herd splits apart. And you watch as a smaller group begins to be hustled off and away from the May herd. Maybe a couple hundred raptors being hustled, steered, hustled, steered. These shale drakes, these lesser shale drakes, zipping, diving, booming, coming in and out, steering this herd away, and then coming up and passing in front of your drake and kind of waving some like marker of some kind and a little spark kind of trailing behind it. You immediately watch as the four wranglers pivot, bank out and up. And as they descend down into the mass of the herd, you watch as they bank towards the couple hundred that were veered off. And then their involvement, right? 
breaks it up even more, and you begin to watch them circle, harass, move, shift. Circle, harass, move, shift. And then you see something on the back just kind of fall 80 feet to the ground and... Oh, shit. Looks like we have an opening. <laughs> Must have not uh, had uh, the seatbelt on, but... Eh, shit happens, right? And the Drake bucks up and banks down to kind of follow what the other Wranglers are doing. You watch as they start dropping nets into the smaller, broken-off portions of the herd. You watch as nets drop and circle up and kind of you watch as raptors kind of trip over themselves. The drakes then, the lesser drakes land quickly. Um, there's maybe a dozen or more raptors that have been trundled up and... Um, They've been bound up. Uh, you watch as they're quickly um, attached to the lesser drakes. The lesser drakes begin to try to, against the weight, they're all beginning to kind of form up and take off and take these drakes back in your direction as Igor is just supervising, watching, circling, showing you how this happens and how this goes on. Um, so what do you all think? Think you're up for it? Uh, a question. Yes, that would be adequate. Go uh, for Igor. Question for Igor. Yeah. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Uh, Gray. Oh, Gray. Yes. What can I do for you? Uh, the individual that splattered down there. Can we make our way over there? Because I could probably bring them back. Oh, I'm. Sure, he's already been consumed by the raptor herds. I mean, we never go back for him. Uh, give me a persuasion check. Why not? Can we catch some now, or? Well, you, you'll get your own mounts. We'll deal with that tomorrow. I wanted to make sure that this yeah. was something that you'd be interested in first. I mean... It's not an easy mm. job to do. What'd you get, Craig? A solid flat roll. Ten. Ten. Oh. Oh, we could take a look. And you feel the drake kind of buck up and move. You're watching as the lesser drakes and the shale drakes kind of make their way back towards the Espis community, uh, trying to catch up with the trundling, massive Brachiosaurus that's making its way across the wastes. The greater drake kind of careens down, swoops, circles, and you just see dozens of different types of raptors just kind of watch as a foot disappears into one mouth. You watch as a collarbone cracks in the jaws of another, arms getting shredded of meat and skin, and about maybe three dozen raptors looking up briefly as the drake kind of circles over, and they immediately, like, bamf out of there. Um... There is a fleshy pile of some sort. Hard to tell without landing. How far off the ground are we? Right now, you're hovering about 100 feet above the ground. Not worth it. Nope. Don't do it. Oh, well, it's good that to see you've got, you've got some sensibility in you. Good. Let's... Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I uh, <coughs> swallowed a bug. Um, let's make our way back <laughs> and... Uh, you get swallowed by a bug. <laughs> the drake bucks and comes up and starts making its way back towards the SP community. 
you feel the drake kind of hover, glide in, hover, glide, shift, bank, hover, and the landing area where all the drakes and lesser drakes and shell drakes are now in the process of sorting out the raptors into their cages. You land, just like a giant chicken landing on um, steel plates. The drake kind of sits on its haunches, breathing heavily. You watch as its massive head dips into a giant barrel of liquid-like water and begins to drink deeply, um, pulls its head out, dripping kind of like a weird, slimy ichor. Um, Igor kind of directs all of you off. So, what do you say we go uh, get a drink at the Shifting Sands and talk price? So you yes. have to drink to to come up with a price. Well, it's I don't. Well, it's called being cold. Who is this? What is wrong with her? Is she broken? No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. She she's being funny. We would love to have a drink oh. at Smith Price. Oh, oh, hospitality, okay. hospitality. Mm-hmm. I okay. I understand that. Oh, that's oh. yes. Let us imbibe drinks together so that we may feel closer. I, okay. Just kind of stares at you strangely. Begins to leave. I'll come along with the drinks. I think that um, I'll just supervise from a distance tomorrow. Hmm. A little too much that for was, you. That was quite the experience. I was hoping you would go with me. I need someone to control the mount. Oh, I'll have flyers for you. You're not seasoned enough for that. You'll be wranglers for sure. Steady aim, throw a blunted How, how uh, seasoned do harpoon. you have to be? One just fell off. Oh, that was a wrangler. That wasn't a pilot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like... Very well, let us <laughs> drink. Well, that's not comforting at all. Right, that's the job we're going to be doing. <laughs> Well, there's always guys, an opportunity guys, guys, for more regulars. I have an idea. I have an idea. I got it. I got it. Guys, I got it. I can make sure that we're safe. I can make us seatbelts. And I make little vines. Yeah. Seatbelts. Seatbelts? Like, like, a, uh-huh. like, like where you need to take a seat and you wear a belt and it's strapped. Oh, is it a thing? belt around your rear? I don't. Around, like, like a, you know, like a harness? So we wear harnesses. And we strap ours up to the creatures. Stuck to the. Ah! Correct. Yes. (laughs) That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. A very incredulous looking Igor standing there with his arms crossed listening to this power huddle that's going on. Crafting little. What do you drink, uh, Igor? Oh, well, salt waste whiskey for me. Thank you. But please. I'm parched. Horrible. And, um, Gray, your name is, correct? Um, we do have seatbelts made of uh, reptilian sinew. I suspect maybe that one just forgot to attach his. But, hey, That's more seatbelts the merrier. I mean, can't hurt to be a little bit more cautious. And he kind of, like, holds the door open to the Shifting Sand Tavern. Kind of waiting for you guys to go in first. I'll go in. As will I. I could use a drink. Okay. I think I'm allowed in. 
by which you'd be allowed in. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Long story. Philip would be why she's not. They're not allowed in. The minute that door opens, Philip immediately kind of like coils up and disappears into your satchel at your hip. You could, oh, I and like you look, Philip. and they look down, and the flap of the satchel, and there's like two little mandibles, like underneath the satchel, and kind of as they look at him, they kind of slightly disappear back into the satchel. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Guys, wait. I'm an idiot. Spider silk seat belts. Ooh. Philip. Is it like, is now, how strong is it? Is it like Spider-Man, like, web? Absolutely. Have you met Philip? The man's a survivor. Come on. Zephoria, your nature check was high enough. I you know that they don't. I with Philip, but. Uh, you, 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 you're like listening to this and you realize that they have no clue what this thing is. They, they just kind of coddle it and take care of it. It doesn't spin webs until it reaches maturity, which is could take a while. Um, but they seem to really like this cavern spider. It seems to be their pet. It's a useful thing because it's it produces poison that we can use, and in a pinch we could probably eat it from the wastelands. Look, he's already Philip the Twiceborn, all right? I'm not going to make him Philip the Thriceborn. Doesn't roll off the tongue as much. Very good. A pet. Well, are we getting drinks or are we swapping spit? I'll go get us around. I'm taking drinks. He kind of gets a big smile on his face. Swapping spit. (laughs) It's... Yeah, you know, it's a euphemism for like you know, jabbing your wanker, you know, doing the jawing, making out. Oh, is that what that <laughs> means? Oh shit! I think that's why she looks silly at me like that. I, I thought, anyways, mm. Jasmine, rounds, please, Jasmine. And as you guys kind of stumble into this now somewhat busy afternoon, as people are taking a break from the heat, taking a break from the afternoon's activity. Um, the halfling barkeep, wearing very little, uh, a very, like, um, leather halter, like a raptor skin halter, a <coughs> raptor skin bone um, uh, skirt that kind of stops just, you know, at the knee. Um, her um, just wearing a very comfortable flamboyant attire, her long braided hair, um, her eyebrow piercings with the different... Uh, types of raptor bone that perhaps maybe she's a collector of. It's hard to tell for sure. Um, uh, just a minute, Igor. Just take him to your normal table. I will be there when I can. Um, and she goes back to being at the bar, kind of busy dealing with some of the other folk. Um, Igor leads you over to the table. You guys all sit down. Um, kind of leans an elbow onto the table, looking at all of you. So, What's the going rate for your services? And do you have a leader amongst you, or do you are you just rabble? How does this work? We all have a fairly equal say. I, I would venture to make a statement. Oh, so we're going to argue for at least ten hours then, are we? 
Why don't you name a price and then we'll say yes or no to it? Oh, but that's not how this works. That's a trap. You might be the clever one. Oh. So. What, what are you, what are you, what, what type of monet, what are we using? Water coins? Well, we could exchange Titanfall tokens. We can exchange soot tokens. Uh, I even have some, um. Slaver tokens. I'm always eager to get rid oh, of. A thousand um, Titan tokens each, then. Give me a persuasion check. It'll be quite the payday, but it's not what we've experienced so far. 17. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, is this a part where you kick me in the nads? You're going to... I mean... A thousand Titan tokens. Are you out of your fucking mind? You said name our price, and we told well, you. Now, know. don't you? Isn't it customary that you counter offer? Oh, so you don't know a little bit about this, do you? Um. Well, my normal going rate is a hundred and fifty Titan tokens a piece, and. You can have one of the raptors for your own. A piece or between all of us? Oh, you. there's plenty of raptors to go around. I figure if you do a good enough job, you can each have your own raptor. In fact, I'd be more than comfortable to give you a couple extra just in case. It's dangerous teaching well, them how to behave, so occasionally they die. Well, would be useful for traveling the waste. We want 250 each. Uh, give me a persuasion check, please. With advantage, because you're getting the vibe that the rest of the party seems sophisticated enough to understand what you're doing. So, oh, it, oh, with advantage. Okay. So it would be 14. 14. 175. Two hundred, and you have a deal. Mm. <laughs> we know we all very skilled. Some of us even know magic. Deal. Well done. Shake on. That's it. how you do it, right? Oh. A fucking deal, as you say. A fucking deal. I like this one. Where'd you dig her up? She a librarian. Those lot are weird fuckers. Um, by the apothecary. No, oh, Paleo Goodbye. Uh, oh, oh, that is interesting. She's decided to let you go, has she? Little slave girl allowed to go out into the world. Interesting. Hmm. I'd like to make a bet with you. A uh, bet. I like wages. What's your bet? I re I kind of reach over to your pouch where the spider is. And I reach my finger in. Shall I get some of the poison? Give me a sleight of hand. Yeah, give me a sleight of hand check. Okay. We'll see how well you do this. <clears throat> Philip is definitely an interesting character. What is it? A sleight of hand? Yeah. 
22. You watch, as I just sprayed water on my face, um, you watch as the mandibles come out and you quickly dip your finger underneath some of the leaking poison and then the mandibles kind of go away. There's a little bit of poison on your finger. What's that? What you got there? Well, I would like to know if you would look, kiss me. I bet you 200 that you wouldn't kiss me. Well, not after you just put something on your lips. What? What? What is that? What'd you just do? She was, she was moistening them. Lip gloss. The make you look. Yeah, give me a deception. And right. you definitely got all your all your newfound friends' attention. Give me deception with advantage. Oh, with it. Okay, Lee. <laughs> deception. <laughs> 22. 22. I'll give him an insight roll. Poison Ivy this shit. So what you're saying is, all I gotta do is give you a little kiss, and you'll pay me yes, and I, 200 token. And if you don't, and if you don't, if you survive my kiss, because it's so good, well, you survive, you, you owe so, me... So people die when they kiss you. Water consists. So wait, wait. Let me get this straight. People kiss you and then they die. It's it's another euphemism. Remember, we were talking about the metaphors to die now. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Igor. Um. Well. Okay. He pulls a small token pouch off of his belt, sets it on the table. Just in time for Jasmine to come over and set the salt whiskeys down uh, for everybody. About a little drink for luck. You wouldn't uh, bereft me that now, would you? Do I know anything about that salt whiskey? Um, it's it's pretty alcoholic. I mean, it's about 150 proof. Um, it's poured into like very small... Uh, rock glasses that you just kind of quickly quaff. Um, and okay. it's it's a painkiller. It's definitely a painkiller. Um, okay. Well, here's to catching the women that don't run the fastest. <laughs> and he like, takes the shot back, slams. Um, so who all is drinking with him? And here's and here's to the and here's to the women that you you find out that you'd never wanted to catch. Dara, you drink. Zephora, you drink. Gray, do you drink? Yep. Harrow? I'll take a drink. Okay. I need all four of you to give me con saves, please. No! Oh, that sucked. Oh, wait. Is it a magical effect? Or just booze? It's just booze. It is not a magical effect. Okay. Oh, okay. I, got, I thought we were like poisoned I or something. Okay. got a four. Also quite low for me. Five. Okay. Lightweight. Gray? Twelve. Twelve for Dara. Wake up. Eighteen. My inability to get drunk continues. Continues. With that elven heritage, I'm telling you, it's a it's a game changer. Um, Hera, what'd you roll again? A four? 
five. Five. I, I rolled a four. Yeah. Safara and Harrow, you two are completely hammered off that one drink. It burns from the tip of your lips all the way down into your chest. Your eyes even get a little bit blurry. Harrow, take another point of exhaustion. Sephora, take a point of exhaustion. Everything you do okay. from this point out, point on, will be pretty much with disadvantage. Um, Gray, you watch as Dara does her best to control it. You can tell she's not inebriated, but Dara, you're feeling buzzed. They, the three of you, look at them and go, how the hell do they do it? And Gray seems fine, doesn't seem to be affected, just a little bit of tingling, a little bit of burning. It does taste amazing. They can't help but kind of... Okay, it's 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 got that flavor town. It tastes good. Um, so, how about that kiss? And as he smiles, the four missing teeth become more obvious once again. And he leans in towards your direction. You, the three of you, watch as. Uh, give me a performance check, Safara. So see how well your. Convincing All this is with this disadvantage, case. right? It'll be with disadvantage, correct. Arguing straight roll because she's a little buzz, so it probably feels good. Come mm. on. Safara's so, so hammered. I, I still she's not get, a little buzzed. I, she is hammered. I, I, still get my, uh, I still get my ability pluses with it? Correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, my, my skill bonuses? Okay. Uh, performance, right? So it'd be 14, 16. 16. Damn, I cannot roll tonight. Um, you do a pretty convincing job realizing the amount of poison that you used. You make a great effort to, you know, just make him feel like he's in this really amazing embrace the tongue and the lips kind of lock and dip and and you feel the poison kind of coat off of your lips onto his and you lean back. As he leans back away from you, you notice that the outline of his eyes immediately begin to turn yellow. His um, nostrils kind of flare and he just kind of looks at you and with a queasy look on his face, his skin color begins to get gray and white as it, as you're watching the blood literally leave his facial features. Um, what, uh, ugh, do I win? Um, And he just <laughs> keels over <laughs> right onto the table. His mouth is wide open. Eyes aren't, Blinking, pupils fully dilated out. You hear this raspy breath. Oh, well. And then he stops breathing. Uh, trust me, guys. I'm a doctor. Don't worry about it. I look around at the entire bar and want to make like a little bit of a show of saving him. What? Is, is he okay? What, what's... 
uh, you're going to make a show of saving him? Are you actually going to try yeah. and do a show? Give me performance. Oh, yeah. It's Give me a performance bad, check. But yeah. I want to try to get on everybody's good side again. Okay. Zephora, you reach out, grab the 200 tokens. Where are my two, kind of, oh, yeah, 200 yeah. tokens. It's just... 15. Um, you, well, explain to me how you want to do this. Okay. Um, so we're sitting at like a table. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to like gently, hopefully maybe with Dara's help, get him on the, on the flat ground Okay. and be like, don't worry guys, I'm a doctor and, you know, check him over and get rid of all of the drool. That's all over you him. You definitely have and the crowd's just, attention yeah. there, kind of half-circled around you, just odd at what you're doing. All these halflings and other folk kind of staring on. Jasmine's, like, holding a giant tray of, like, uh, food in one hand and another tray of drinks, and she's enamored with what you're, what you're doing. Uh, oh. And they're kind of ooing and eyeing as you're kind of doing your best kind of... I'll do chest compressions and then breathe life back into him. And cast Revivify. Okay, so a couple things here. Give me a medicine check. Okay, I have okay medicine. 12. 12. You're at that point of about to stabilize it, and when your lips get a little bit numb, give me a con save, please. You guys watch as as they attempt to do compressions and then leaner they lean their face onto Igor's face and blow into his mouth. They sit up quickly, start rubbing at their lips. Gray, you take sixty-one points of poison damage. Oh shit. And then you watch as Gray just keels over. Is conscious still. Are you still conscious? Okay. <laughs> what? I will cast. I will cast uh, healing word on onto him. Okay. Great. They're lying down, looking up, and then pick themselves up onto an elbow. Your entire lips are numb. Your chin is numb. The inside of your mouth is numb. Um, you can feel like a cold sweat, clammy feeling on your skin. This, whatever that shit is, it's toxic. It's yeah. virulent and toxic. You then watch oh, as Sephora dude. quickly comes over. That's weapons this. Puts her hand onto Igor's forehead, utters a couple gentle words, and incants with her fingers. You see a blue greenish light kind of, kind of like descend in to the form of Igor. And now you're watching as his eyes begin to flutter and his pupils go back to dilation. He partially sits up. Well, <laughs> I think I lost. <laughs> and he kind of like gets up, looks around. Well, well, <laughs> I don't know how you're ever going to find a mate if you keep killing him. Um, and the whole crowd's like ooing and and kind of like just staring at this circumstance that just played out. 
There's a slight smile on Jasmine's face. Um, comes over to you, Gray. Um, this might make you feel a little bit better. Uh, she hands you a flagon of uh, what looks to be some kind of wine. You recognize it as Stonewood wine. Um, it is very sought after, rare. It's known for its more recuperative effects more than anything. She hands it to you. Yeah, I think you should drink this. Drink it. And as you drink it, you... Check it for poison. Give me a quick perception check. Just give me a quick perception check. Let's see if you can pick up on anything. Nine. Nine. As far as you know, it's the purest Stonewood wine you've ever had. Not sure of the vintage, but it smells and begins to taste wonderful. The numbness goes away. You get three hit points back. The cold clamminess of your face goes back to more of a tempid kind of um, room temperature appearance. Your cheekbones kind of flush with the effect. Um, that did you. Are you feeling better now? All better. Good. Now, do you see what I mean by how dangerous those spiders are? I don't know what you're talking about. Give me a deception tech. <laughs> Six. Yes, dear. Of course you don't. But I appreciate you keeping it hidden. But be careful, please. She kind of helps you up back into your seat. All of you sitting there. Igor, kind of woozy from the effect. <laughs> I think my afternoon of fun is over. So... I'll meet you over at the landing site tomorrow morning. Um, and I believe we agreed upon 165, correct? Two, 200. Oh, well, 200. Yeah. just checking. <laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying. Anyways, well, and he slams another 10 tokens so. down. Enjoy the rest of your... <clears throat> Oof, it's queasy shit, man. And he gets up, kind of stumbles over towards the door, leans against it for a moment, looks back over his shoulder at you. Zafar kind of smiles in your direction, shakes his head and kind of um, <laughs> makes his way out, leaving the four of you and a chortling kind of half laughing crowd kind of dissipating around you, enjoying the entertainment for a bit. Um Jasmine sets down some more salt whiskey, some more another bottle of the Stonewood um, wine, and some uh, familiar to you, Dara, the uh, the Titanfall ale that you've kind of grown fond of since being in Titanfall. Um, you guys My have a little bit of a load time. You're you're kind of back. You've got some time. Did not mean that to affect you. Uh... I kind of misunderstood. I kind of thought that maybe the poison wasn't still on like his mouth and it was going to do, I was going to do this whole thing of like, you gave him the kiss of death. I gave him the kiss of life thing. Didn't quite oh, it out. Yes. <laughs> I have to be careful with that. Yeah. Yep. I make sure it's all off my lips too when I'm drinking. <laughs> Don't make Fair any enough. mistakes. Fair enough. In case anybody um, else wants to kiss me tonight. Most the thing that that you do often. Um, how did you know that? Do you work with poisons? 
used to be a taste tester for a family. Until I decided not to tell them one day. And then when they all died, I walked away from my enslavement. Glad you got out. I understand that all too well. Zafara, your passive your passive perception is probably high enough. You do kind of see the beginnings and endings of certain familiar looking scars on Dara's neckline and wristline. Oh, I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you were enslaved once then. You bear the marks. Was um, mine was more labor than with an armorer. I didn't have to do the taste testing. Um, it makes me happy that you escaped. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I was laughing at the, the happy, not the conversation. <laughs> it was. It's, it's been a journey. We won't go back, though. We'll make sure of it. I've trained myself. No one will touch me. No one will enslave me. Without getting a dagger in the throat. Hopefully covered with poison from Philip. (laughs) Make it extra potent. So I'll say from this... Sorry. I'll say from this exchange, um, Gray, that... You now are aware that the poison that the cavern spider is capable of. It's a con DC of 22. So you have to make a con save of 22 or higher. It does 12 D10 necrotic poison damage. (laughs) I rolled really low. Y'all be trying to smash Philip. And I got the nuke. I got the nuke in this game, y'all. I got a cursed <laughs> this is why, dagger this, and a This is why Somni let down me. my rock. Because he was too <laughs> dumb and threw away a gift this great. I was going to say, none of us tried to, at this table right now, tried to kill Philip. Just throw that out there. I, I split the 200 tokens with you, sir. We get 50 tokens. You're about to say you split Philip. Philip. <laughs> Oh, no. I no grabbed Philip by his crab Philip. legs and I squeezed. I split him. <laughs> you watch. <laughs> yeah. I just stuck my finger until it hit bottom and pulled it back out. No, I didn't do that. I was gentle. I like Philip. Philip's the hero now. What's that? Star is very uh, jealous and wants to know how you managed to touch Philip without getting your hand bitten off. Let's say that I've been trained to open things that are closed, climb things that are not meant to be climbed, be unseen when I don't want to be seen. And be a, a dagger in the night. You do have skills. I'm sorry if we were hesitant in doubting you at first, but can't be sure out here. Well, I don't feel like I'm ready to venture forth yet. I, I'm still, 
I feel like I was still in the midst of my training, but I hope that being with you all, I will get the necessary training while we are out doing what we're going to be doing. Can I ask a question? Yes. I just kind of like look around. What exactly was the end goal there? Why were we trying to kill this man? Oh, I wasn't trying to. Well, I wasn't really trying to kill him. I had a way of bringing him back, but he was just loud and obnoxious. And I felt, I don't know, you guys, you all would all like 50 tokens and I could show my usefulness by getting us extra money that we could use. I'm firmly in favor. I say I mean, stumbling and slurring a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was a, a bold move and it, it paid out paid off this time just i was curious Good and i wanted know. to pet philip uh, you can just pet you can pet philip I, 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 tr I try to get philip out of but back. uh i don't think he likes me as much as he likes you probably i think i was lucky that he did not bite me and it whatever happened happened and i'm sorry that you uh we're injured. Philip is a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I do like your coat, tall human. Harrow, Harrow. Harrow Corvidae. Corvidae. Harrow Corvidae. Yes, it's like a... It's like a sort of strange accoutrement, like... Um, like little bits of uh, gold and metal-y things. Keeping in mind, gold is a lot more plentiful than other natural things. Um, with like uh, on on top of a like dark purple robe uh, with the like bird mask, which you have not seen him out of yet. Oh, you have a bird mask. Uh, it's are like you a, ugly? Like a plague doctor, almost. <laughs> Are you Do you wear a mask because you're hideous or ugly or? Far beyond your worst nightmares, I'm afraid. I don't know. You haven't seen some of the things I've seen. You haven't seen me. You can't tell if he's being flirtatious or going... honest. <laughs> Are you going to show me your face or do you show anyone your face? I would lose interest in this topic if you were interested in being polite. Oh, polite. Um, yes, I'm being polite. Thank you. Oh my God, do the creepy smile for me again, Ivar. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's, got the, who's got the better one? <laughs> I, I just lean lean over towards my my new good friend over here and just say it's it's not that bad just so you know oh so he has a self-esteem problem confidence is key mm -hmm. seems very confident with the mask on very powerful I mean, 
His is very literal, but I think that we all wear some mask or another. True. Like when I smile. I, I just... Damn! Damn! <laughs> Damn! So I'm you guys get better I, at it. I'm going to get better at it. it just, you, you guys, you all will help me out. Well, on that note, I'm getting quite drunk. And I can show you where we stop for the night. It's delightful. As Harrow says, the so Harrow and Zephora, you're hammered. Um, Dara, you're tipsy. Um, Gray, they are fine, other than almost dying of a poison kiss from a. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just mostly dead. Sorry. Yeah, mostly. Not completely. I'm getting I'm here, better. I'm mouth flap. <laughs> it, it got better. It got better, I swear. Um, you, well, Harrow seems to have lost track of time. Harrow yeah, uh, is talking about nighttime, but it's clearly in the afternoon still, like, you know, early afternoon. Right. <laughs> but right. in his yep. drunken state, no, it kind of, kind of make it kind of <gasps> makes sense. Tavern crawl. Yep. Wouldn't most of us are already shit-faced? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that we're having a great time. And How many other taverns are there? I don't know. I don't think what I want out? to drink that whiskey drink anymore. I think I like what you're drinking, Dara. I like, I don't know. It's an ale? Titan's Fall Ale. It's good stuff. Yeah. Do, I'm... Here, have some. I'm hammered. <laughs> I don't like the feeling. You can, you can tell I, that you're hammered based on the way that you've completely changed your personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have? Oh. I was a joke. Oh. All of this feels <laughs> very good. As I was saying, all of this feels a bit on the light side to me uh, compared to fermented bracken milk. What? Man. I don't want to drink anything that's milked. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you drink milk? You milk one of the large reptiles. And then... How do you milk a reptile? Very carefully. <laughs> Fingers but then, but go in. How do you... But, Stuff comes but, out. But hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, I'm not a nature expert, but I don't she think... She milked a spider. I, for poison. I, I, I don't think you... Milk it. I just... Fingered it. Swiped my finger across <laughs> its mandibles. Well. Very gently. <laughs> yes, now you see. No, 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 not this. It's more like that. <laughs> like that. Don't consent to this. Like, do we need to have a bigger discussion? You saw his mandibles. He was like, yeah, let's go. Are you trying to say he was asking for it? No, he was excited about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's I, did, I didn't hurt him. I just okay, okay. 
wipe some <laughs> dribble from his gaping maw. As you do. The Brachiosaurus comes to a halt. The whole in or tavern kind of kind of creaking noises. People do we like falling. Like, um, I completely me, fall off my chair under the floor. Yeah, uh, Haro and <laughs> Sephora give me deck saves with disadvantage. Um, gray normal. Dara. No, I, no, I go. I go ahead and just fall off my chair. Okay, you guys watch as Zafara falls to the ground. Dara, go ahead and give me a regular deck save. You're not quite hammered. I I won't miss this when we leave this beast. I got a natural 20 and a natural 2, which is a 2. <laughs> you tumble out of your seat as well onto the ground. Gray? I get a natural twenty for a twenty-two. Nice. Do I fall yeah, on no. top of him? Um, I yeah, I'll say that you fall on top of Harrow. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, Dara, what'd you get? Oh, I moved your beak out of the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I I didn't mean to fall on you. I'm quite drunk. Yes, well, I don't know where we're going. But I'm glad that you're here because until you all got here, I was the tallest person on top of this dinosaur. Oh. Dara, what did you get for your deck save? My neck feels good to look up. Oh, uh, a natural... A natu oh, wait, did I do it again? No, no, Dara. I needed Dara's. I got a 16. Succeed. So you and Gray manage to keep your position. You watch as Harrow and Zephora become a tangle of legs and feet and arms as they kind of fall to the floor. Most of everybody else in the tavern pretty much falls to the floor from the sudden shift, um, which gives you the feeling that this was not planned for. Um, normally, the movements have been more um, uh, kind of plotted out and easy and maintained in such a way to prevent these things from happening. Um, you immediately see looks of concern on the patrons' faces. Jasmine immediately comes from behind the bar, races out of the front of the Shifting Sands Tavern, leaving the door kind of going like this. Um, all four of you make perception checks, please. Fantastic. I, I just kind of like look over at um, Dara. That, that, it's kind of cute, to be honest. I got a 13. 13? With my super exhaustion drunk disadvantage, I get eight. Eight? Okay. Not as cute as you. I get 14. <laughs> uh, 14. Uh, 14. 14. 14. Um, as a group, um, it's pretty decent. Um, all four of you watch as the door swings and... A massive shadow begins to blot out the pieces of sunlight that are kind of creeping through the open door. And you can hear what could only be described as a growing, loud, thrumming noise. Something mechanical in nature. Getting slightly louder. Louder. 
check I it out. Stumble out to look to see what it is. All of you racing. I walk very to, All of you racing to the door. For three of you, you see a familiar figure there standing, looking straight up. There's Pharaoh, the Rock Drake rider that uh, you had an encounter with the previous day. Um, watches the four of you come tumbling out. She's looking out, looks down at you. Well, it would seem we have a bit of a problem, you three. By the way, where is that fucking Somni? And as she says that, you watch a Titan's Fall dirigible begin to pass immediately overhead. And it seems to be gradually descending this thousand-foot-long contraption with its um, many facets of propulsion and that thrumming metallic noise, a series of energy forms on either side of it oscillating <laughs> coming descending getting closer pharaoh just looks at three of you and then looks strangely at the yanti well see if we can talk our way out of this one shall we and that's where we're going to finish tonight folks ah <laughs> What did you guys do when I wasn't there? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's all fine. Nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. We maybe should not be where we are. The entire people are trying to kill us because of the stone. No, they might be looking for us. I don't know that they're us. Suggested we go back immediately, and some of us didn't take on to that plan. So some of us are going to be very this smug is... about the whole thing. This is not a thing to be smug about. We didn't even have the opportunity to be going in their direction yet. This didn't but affect events at all. I'm going to be smug about it. Deal with it. I accept your unwarranted smugness. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're dating uh, me, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, everybody. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Happy that's Friday cool. to everybody out there. Um... I'm going to take a few minutes to chat with these folks offline. But before we leave, please feel free to follow us. We could sure use the support. We'd really appreciate it. Um, keep an eye out for Shannon. What's the name of that podcast again? I'm Bleak Hotel Diablo. Harrow, what's, or Dan, what's the name of that uh, Twitch channel again? Uncanny Pros. Yes. Pros with an E at the end. And Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. We've, we've got and, it going. We've got it going on there every Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, Friday, soon to be Sunday here. Uh, but it's good to know because I did forget to ask about your schedule there, and we obviously have a zero session coming up on Sunday. So please come back and join us yes. for that. That'll be a lot of fun. Get to start learning a little bit about how I organize my groups, how my zero sessions work out, the interplay and interchange of developing unique characters. Um, and I've been playing this game for over 40 years. We didn't call it zero session back in the day. We just called it pregame, right? You just got together early, chatted, ate some Pizza Hut and drank some Jolt Cola and, you know, got started. <laughs> um Little did I know that's what we were doing back then. And if you haven't tried it out for forming up your game, I think it's one of the number one reasons why games are successful. And when I mean successful, you meet new friends, you 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 play more often, your you know your game lasts longer. 
the expectations are set, the understanding of what everyone can plan for is set. Um, the uh, to a certain degree, I mean, it truly is a contract, and the table as a whole is consenting to entertain one another and have a good time and experiment with some cultural um, narratives and experiment with some cultural challenges that will ultimately play out at your table in one form or the other. Um, it is an exercise that our storytelling innate abilities have been around for over 100,000 years since Homo sapien began to evolve an intellect. Um, and it's a skill I hope everybody out there continues to practice because it's important. Um, it's a great way to communicate with each other. So on that note, everybody, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, click on the about, learn more about us. And we hope to see you here again next Friday or the next time we're broadcasting for you. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and have a good rest of your Friday evening. Bye, all. Oh, I did it again. I, I just realized. Everyone, please stay safe. Please be kind. And don't forget, play a game. It's important. Bye, everybody. <laughs>